Hail Nor, and welcome to episode one of the New Outriders podcast. I am your host this week, Talolan. With me, as always, is my co-pilot, Roxanne. And my our guest this week is Lord Lassarian of the High Council. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. I'm doing great. Um, excited to be doing the podcast. How are you, Lass? Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you both, and I'm very glad to be here. I'm uh, been looking forward to this, and I'm, I'm so excited about what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. The reason we have you here today is to talk about the state of the guild. Uh, you are sort of the go-to guy for updates to the forum. Um, you seem to be leading the way on things like the guild shop. And one thing uh, I noticed when I came back from my absence um, of a couple of years is that Nor is now a non-profit. Uh, what drove that decision? I'm really glad you asked because the, uh, the reason that we that I wanted to to propose this to the guild to, to move Anawar towards into a nonprofit uh, was to protect the very things that you mentioned the the forums and the website. Historically, uh, we had members who would volunteer these resources to the guild, and frequently we would either lose contact with them, or their life circumstances would change, or something would just come up and they would become unavailable. And suddenly, these resources would become unavailable to us. So we would lose the forums or we would lose the website or whatever it was that we had going on for us that was a common resource for all of the members would simply be lost and we would have to start all over again. I remember the website going through a couple different hands over the years, so it's nice to know that that with this should be stabilized. Um, who's in charge of the nonprofit? In charge of the nonprofit, not surprisingly, is the High Council, the uh, all of the members that are seated on the High Council now, myself, Roxanne, Lord Yavul, and Lord Avon, are all trustees, directors of the nonprofit organization. And the assets that I just mentioned, uh, the TeamSpeak server and the hosting for the site itself are in the name of the nonprofit itself. So the loss of one single member will no longer paralyze our guild. And I would like to say, too, that uh, with this step that we're taking, is taking Nor into the future. It's protecting, um, you know, the future of our guild. You know, we've been around since 1992. That's a long time, you know. It is a very, very long time. Um, do we have any updates on our quest to get into the the world record? Unfortunately, no, no, and that that has been really on me. There's a lot of people to contact, and some of them I have reached out to. It's been kind of a delay between my reaching out to them and them getting back to me. And frankly, with everything else that's been going on, I just haven't been putting a lot of focus on it. And if a member, since you know, in the past you mentioned that things like websites and servers were were donated by members, um, <laughs> is there a way a member who still wants to contribute can? Well, absolutely, they can contribute in any number of ways. For example, the way you and Roxanne are contributing at this very moment, uh, in time and in, in talent and in resources. That way, they can contribute monetarily from the site uh, via PayPal or they can contact any member of the High Council and offer whatever it is that is of interest to them. I, Tundra, in fact, just, just recently started a newsletter that I think is fantastic, and he's been doing that. I believe this will be his third edition coming up in October. And I would just like to say, you know, he is doing a great job. He is just a, a worker, you know, doing so good for the Guild. Um, 
and also, you know, last talking about the nonprofit, um, and you mentioned, you know, methods of donating. We also have the guild shop. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, um, I noticed there were some items up. I mean, are they available for sale, or are these just samples, or or what? Everything that's available or that that you can look at or that is viewable on the site is in fact available. I, I actually started that as kind of a a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing. I wasn't sure if I was too serious about it or not when it began, but I kind of started having fun putting the stuff together, and people started making suggestions for T-shirts and coffee cups and pint glasses and ball caps and all manner of bumper stickers, you name it. So and people were sort of getting a little excited about it, so I thought, well, you know, what the hell? I mean, if people are going to donate, they might as well maybe get something for the money. I mean, you can just throw money at the Guild if you'd like. We'll always take it. But if uh, you were more inclined to get yourself a coffee cup or a T-shirt or whatever it was you like, you would be doing both. You'd be getting the T-shirt and you would be donating to the Guild at the same time. And the proceeds from that, because I'm sure there's going to be a little profit made, um, what are they? What are the proceeds going to? All of the uh, donations that the members make towards the guild go directly into its own account. We have a, a bank, both a bank account and a PayPal account under the name of the new Outriders. Uh, that goes to pay for things like the TeamSpeak server, the hosting, uh, the website, you know, the forums, that sort of stuff. Um, and any, really any other common guild expenses that we have, which are, aren't that great. I mean, we're not talking about a lot of money here. Um, but were the members of NOR, uh, to be even more generous, uh, than they already, in fact, we already have more money than we really need. We could, uh, begin doing other things with the money. Well, I know that uh, you and I had talked about this a while ago, but if we had the money, you know, couldn't we even sponsor a get-together? Well, that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, who knows what we could do. I guess it sort of depends on, on how much. Over time, I believe we're going to simply accumulate more than we will ever need for things like hosting or the, the TeamSpeak server. So I'd really like to be able to turn this money to an advantage for the members somehow, either – through game cards if people fall upon hard times or, or even scholarships for some of our kids if it, they need it. Um, I mean, the, the options are really limitless. I even suggested we invest it in things that we're, we are, you know, actually invested in, like the companies that, uh, that run these games. That's really awesome. Um, you know, and it makes me really, really happy because, you know, I remember the times when someone else had the, uh, the uh, vent server and bills weren't paid and it went down and you know members were like where's the vent where's the vent you know um you know we had to scramble to find people to pay it and i believe you paid a a lot of it so thank you you know really well i'm more than happy to do it you paid quite a bit there yourself but and unfortunately, the way it was set up at the time, we, we really were paying more than we needed to. You know, we I paid the TeamSpeak a year in advance, and we got a 40% discount on the cost. Had we had control of either the hosting or the, the server that we really needed, we could have changed the billing at any time, and it would have cost the guild less. Yeah, that's a shame, but, you know, I'm glad we're headed in the right direction now. Now, to, to tie all this together, you mentioned, you know, time and talent. You know, we've talked about the forum. We've talked about the store. I don't think anything has taken up more time recently than the Griffin versus Unicorn discussion. Um, oh, God. Can you tell us what's going on there? 
I picked a fight with Roxanne, and she jumped in. Well, and to be fair, she was pro-unicorn, and that's certainly wrong. Well, well I'm go. not the only one. I mean, there are plenty of other people that are pro-unicorn. Well, I don't know about know. plenty. There's a very small well, minority, I believe. No. A very small, very vocal minority. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't we reach a compromise? I mean, really, uh, you know. I just I mean, started out with me just throwing out the idea that NOR could use a mascot, and it kind of snowballed into that kind of crazy thing on the forums. Well, you know, the Griffins, you know, they're noble, and... um Whatever, but the unicorns are really <laughs> magnificent, you uh-huh. know. And nor traditionally has had uh, a horse and rider or a horse as its, I guess, mascot, you could call it. So, you know, I mean, can't we reach a compromise, really? Must we, we, must we be children about this? Well, let's hope so. It's, it's hard to reach a compromise when you have people on the forums using eviscerated unicorns as their avatars. Yeah. And you suck for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like my avatar. It took me all of five minutes on Google to find that. Oh, my God. It's awful. That almost went up in one of my posts. Oh. Well, seriously. I mean, we, we really need to address the question. You know, griffins versus unicorns. Well, we, we did a little bit. I, I think the, the idea that we had was the, uh, uh, the idea of uh, us sort of establishing... What do we call them? Houses? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and I'm not opposed to that. To yeah, having I think my, to... my house is going to be huge, the Griffins, and yours is going to be this little rinky-dink house. But if you want oh, a little house, that's rinky-dink. fine. Oh, it will be rinky-dink. It could be small, but it's it, not going to be rinky-dink. It will, be, it will look a lot like our servants' quarters. <gasps> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I guess we're well, going to need somebody to work in the kitchen. Yeah, and it's going to be you. I'm just saying. Well, that was one idea to settle the the issue. Although, from my perspective, with the poll closing today, I believe, with the Griffins at a 20-vote lead, uh, I pretty no. believe. No, no. I put up a poll, too, and I believe that the unicorns are ahead. Yeah, but in the original poll that I put up, you know, two months ago, it's Griffin's 20, Unicorn's 8. Yeah, but that was, you know, I think there was some voter fraud in that. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, So maybe not settled so much. No, not with me or Lakasha or OJ. I'm just saying. We're out there. We need yeah. our unicorns. Just gonna have to bribe OJ and get it over with. No! All right, I think that's about enough of Griffin versus Unicorn. Amen. Um, <laughs> thank you, Last, for all those updates. Um, it's really nice to see Noah doing that well again. And you know, I logged into Guild Wars Two a couple weeks ago, and there was a ridiculous number of people on, and I haven't seen that in a while. So it's it's nice to see all around. Um, it is nice to see. I think it's time to move on to to birthdays and gossip. I believe that's my little area of expertise um we've got you know a couple of significant birthdays this month um tiger which i know we all know and love who is the son of duke dalgren and uh lamessa is she a duchess duchess lamessa um he will be coming up on his 16th birthday 
And that's a big milestone. So congratulations to him. And I know that they're going to have a lot of good stuff planned for him. Um, we also have Baroness Sayella's 21st birthday is coming up, uh, I believe, at the end of October, October 28th. And if I know Burley, he will shower her with gifts and treat her like the princess she is because she really is a good girl. Love May her I ask a show. question about the yeah. Baroness Sayella? Yeah. Do we know um, uh, if this is the third or fourth, 21st, 21st <gasps> season? Oh, no, don't you ask that. Be a gentleman. Okay, I won't ask that. Okay. Uh, yes, it will be her 21st birthday. So she can drink all she wants now. Um, and also, uh, Lady Gwen's husband, Helios, is coming up for a birthday. Um, and I know that uh, they'll probably have a lot of celebrations because if anybody can throw a party, it's Lady Gwen. She's had several really great, successful guild get-togethers, which I've never been uh, lucky enough to attend, but Jay, my husband, has. So Anyway, and I think that's it. I don't have any gossip, so if anyone listening has some juicy tidbits, just email me at Roxanne at NewOutriders.com. And that's it. Thank you, Tallow. Thank you. And uh, we'll move into some news from around the realms. Um, pretty quiet week for Dungeons & Dragons Online. Their last big update, Update 15, came back in August and brought with it the new adventure, Song of Druid's Deep, and the Monster Manual, which uh, no Dungeons & Dragons game should be without. Update 16 will be coming in November and has a whole slew of new content. When that gets closer to release, we'll have somebody from the Dungeons & Dragons branch online uh, with us to talk about that. Additionally, Lord of the Rings Online is finishing up the Riders of Rohan expansion. Uh, that's currently set to be released October 15th, so just two weeks from now. Um, the re- expansion opens up the Rohan region. Uh, it adds war steeds and mounted combat, which isn't seen in a lot of Western MMOs. Uh, it adds roving warbands and uh, an increased level cap all the way up to 85. And you know, hopefully we'll have Lord uh, Katamak on to talk about that one. Um, for those that don't know, those two games are free to play, and I can tell you from personal experience, um, especially on Lord of the Rings Online, uh, Lord Cat and his crew, um, they're really great, helpful. If you need anything, boom, they're there. And also Lady Gwen's currently playing there. Yeah, so you should check it out. And Dungeons and Dragons as well. I played that for several weeks back in August and a little bit in September, and that branch is surprisingly active. Um, Duke Scourge is oh, yeah. on a lot. Lord Yavul is on. Uh, Harold Lakasha is on quite a bit. They have several recruits. That is an active, thriving branch, and the game is free, so it literally costs you nothing to play. If you want to buy some extra classes or some extra adventures, you can, but you could easily play that game up to max level without paying a cent. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, moving on to Rift. Uh, the first closed beta event for their upcoming Storm Legion expansion is scheduled for Friday, October 5th. And Tryon Worlds announced that for every pre-ordered copy of Storm Legion that they sell, they will be donating one do- donating one dollar to Pandas International. Um, this is both a very nice thing for them to do and a shot at Blizzard for the Mists of Pandaria expansion. Yeah, and. Um 
you're right. I wish more games or more game, gaming companies would do more charity donations. I know Blizzard does a lot. Um, and because, uh, you know, they make more than enough to do those donations. And besides that, I love pandas. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Different idea for a uh, sigil than maybe a panda. Oh, yeah. That would tie into, wow. A panda munching on a unicorn. No. All right. Star Wars uh, just released their 1.4 update for the Old Republic. This adds a new operation, which I believe means raid in the terms of any other game, Terror from Beyond. It also adds uh, some new high-level weapons and armor, courtesy of the Dreadguard, and a host of class changes, which you can find on the forums. And um, I'd just like to add that my husband, Ziff, just made level 50 on his character on the Empire side. Um, I don't know who all plays um, Star Wars anymore. I don't have enough time to play it as much as I'd like, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, I'd also like to say that Star Wars is also becoming free-to-play, and that's going to be soon. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to Duke Tundra about that, because... I'm very, very interested. My current, my subscription is still currently active because they said that for every month you keep it active after August 1st until it goes free to play, you get a whole bunch of cartel coins. So I'm hoping it goes free. I'll have enough to actually get something useful because um, I don't like that I'm oh, subscribed. Cool. I don't like that I'm subscribed to two MMOs right now. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, but hey, with those coins. Who knows? Guild Wars 2 had a patch last week as well. Um, Some improvements were made to Black Lion chests. Um, I noticed that whenever I get a Black Lion chest and I open it up, it gives me another Black Lion key, which seems weird to me since that means I'll never run out of keys, but maybe I'm just lucky. Um, Several game bugs were fixed. Uh, There was a significant change to dungeon rewards. Uh, There was an exploit in the game that allowed people to to clear, like, the first section of a dungeon and then leave and come back. And people were getting up to, like, 20 levels for completing one dungeon. So ArenaNet went and closed that down. So that's a, a nice thing for them to add. Yeah, that that really is. Um, you know, and I've also got some news for Guild Wars. Uh, there's three people that have a level capped at 80, and that's Zalus, Sherzilla, and Jara, a.k.a. Kellex. Um, as well as some other people that I don't have the names of, but we'll get that fixed. Uh, the branch recently completed the level 30 Ascalon Catacombs dungeon, as well as the level 40 Catechist Manor dungeon in story mode, with all NOR members attending. You can find plenty of screenies on the NOR boards in the Maiden's Whisper folder. As of yesterday, there are 40 people playing. That's amazing to me. Um, 31 of them have officially made the Guild Wars 2 branch their their home branch. So congratulations, Guild Wars 2. Uh, Sayella, you and your crew are doing a great job. And our last game on the docket for Realm News is uh, EverQuest 2. I don't really have any news. Um, I know at the last High Council meeting that they talked to Ryland about getting that branch back up and going. Do you guys have any news on that? I've been talking to Ryland probably off and on for the last couple of weeks. He's he's kind of running the thing uh, solo over there, although he, he just recently took the initiative and tracked down the uh, former branch leaders and got some guild patrols back that he needed. Uh, he's making a stab at, at turning that 
branch around. And it, it, I, I realize this is we're talking about EQ2, uh, and of course it's been a realm of ours now, and was probably our largest realm for the better part of eight years. Um, but has since uh, fallen to some extremely low membership numbers. But it probably bears mentioning that uh, pretty much every realm that you mentioned, um, uh, not the not the new ones, of course, but uh, uh, Lord of the Rings Online and DDO, we're talking about uh, previously uh, relatively inactive realms that are, are experiencing a resurgence and do entirely due to the dedication of, of the people and the players that are are there. We uh, they're they're getting new recruits over on DDO. And on Lord of the Rings Online, pretty much everywhere. Um, I, I know at the last meeting they just reported uh, 10 new recruits on Star Wars, I believe 13 new recruits on Guild Wars 2, and uh, maybe three or five uh, between Lord of the Rings Online and uh, uh, and DDO. And that's that's probably more new recruits than we had in all of last year. So that's some pretty substantial progress that the the folks on those games are making, bringing people into the fold. Um, and getting them into the guild and, and reconstituting our numbers. We were we were pretty low at the, at the end of last year, and it's it's nice to see these formerly inactive realms being uh, more active again, and also nice to see us branching off into new realms like Star Wars and Guild Wars 2. I mean, in terms of you know top end content rating that kind of stuff, um, EverQuest 2 is probably the most successful branch Nor's ever had. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I, I don't think any of us would forget the nights that, you know, they were raiding and seeing 40 people on Ventrilo. Yeah. It, it's nice that Ryland has taken the reins and gotten that back going again, and that's another game that's free, so, you know, anybody who has a free night can certainly install that, fire it up, and go. It's it's free. You can, you can do a lot in that game without paying a cent. Um, I don't think it's quite as much as you can do in DDO. But there's still a lot you can do over there for free without paying anything, so give it a sure look. Enough. Yeah, and, and you know, guys, I've got all of the games installed on my laptop. Um, I don't think I have that particular one. Let me check. Uh, no, I don't have it. But I will download it and give it a try and support. Give him the support he needs. Ryland actually just asked if we could uh, attend, if we could have some just sort of guest high council members just sort of show up for uh, guild events or, or meetings just to show Ooh. our faces, you know, do meet and greets and, you know, glad handing, I suppose, uh, for the members that he has there. He's, I don't think he's expecting us to spend hours and hours and hours uh, playing. He would just like us to, to show some, some support by being there, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I told him I'm sure the rest of the high council would as well. Oh, sure. Um, it's free. I'll just download the game and get in there, and I'd love to give them the support. Yeah. It'd be fun. As everybody should be aware by now, the Mist of, Mists of Pandaria expansion dropped last Tuesday. I've hit level 90. Duke Duke Boland of the WoW branch has hit level 90. Um, we were talking about this a little bit last night. As far as the questing experience goes, both of us feel that this is the best job Blizzard has ever done. Um, from, really? from, vanilla, from vanilla to Burning Crusade to Wrath of the Lich King to Cataclysm, the questing experience in Mists is easily the best job Blizzard has ever done. Wow. Um, it, well, if you like that part of the game, it's, it's huge. Well, can you give us a more in-depth explanation of it? Yes. Um, if you remember back to vanilla... Questing was, I mean, at the time, seven years ago, it was okay, but if you look back at it now, it was sort of horrible. 
Um, <laughs> and it got a little better each expansion to where, you know, when you got to Burning Crusade, you got to Hellfire Peninsula, you started at Honor Hold, you moved to the Temple of Telhamat, you moved to the little Cenarian Hill, and then you moved over to the next zone, Zanger Marsh, to the next hub. And they've sort of iterated on that with every expansion to where each zone has its own story to tell and you go from hub to hub. Um, but where that fell apart and really didn't work for them was in Cataclysm because yeah. the zones weren't connected. You either started in uh, Vashir, the underwater zone, or Hyjal. And when you were done with that, you went to Deepholm, which was underground. The two stories bear no connection to each other other than you have a common enemy to fight in the Twilight's Hammer. Well, they were fairly... Interchangeable, right? I mean... Well, the first two were interchangeable. You could do Hyjal or Vashir, but after that, it was pretty much Deep Home, Aldum, Twilight Highlands, call it a day. Um, And it still flows like that. You still go from zone to zone, but they're all connected, and for the first time since Burning Crusade, Pandaria is actually somewhere new. This isn't something we've seen in, in Warcraft lore before. Um, Northrend we saw a lot in the, the Warcraft 3 expansion, the Frozen Throne. Um, Cataclysm, those were all zones in the old world. Mists is something new. So you go there, you have a new story, you have new characters, you have new places that haven't been seen in Warcraft before, for one. Um, each zone still has its own sort of self-contained story going from hub to hub, but each zone also has several quest hubs that you won't find unless you go looking for them. Um, oh, that's interesting. The hub people won't send you there. You go find them. Um, you know, right in the first zone, the the Jade Forest. You know, you can go through that whole zone, and most of what you're doing is, um, if you're on the Alliance, it's setting up your fight against the Horde. If you're on the Horde, it's setting up your fight against the Alliance, gathering allies, that kind of stuff, until you end the zone and have a big battle. Um, but there is a whole separate. Um, section of two or three quest hubs up in the northwest of that zone that you don't see unless you go looking for it. And it has nothing to do with the Alliance versus the Horde. It's not about building allies. It's about finding out what's going on in a little history of the zone. Um, and that continues in each zone. Um, one of the things that every Warcraft expansion has had is the, the Nesting Wary expedition. You know, the big game yeah. hunting dwarves. Um, right. That is... Uh, a one-off quest hub that's not part of the normal hub in um, the Valley of the Four Winds. You won't find it unless you go looking for it. Then you find it, you have a whole net of another set of quests. It's not part of the zone conflict. It's its own story. And Blizzard has done a great job this time of telling stories um, that are interesting than flow, but you have more than one choice in a zone. You can follow the the you know, the sticks through and connect all the dots. And then you can go off and do something else and it'll still work. And that sense of exploration is something that they really haven't had since vanilla. Wow. That sounds really, really interesting. Um, how does the quest experience compare with other games like Guild Wars 2 and, and Star Wars? Well, it's still wow at its heart. So right. if you've played Warcraft, it'll still feel familiar. Um, you know, I, I really like Guild Wars 2. I started playing that a couple weeks ago. It's a fantastic game. What I don't like is some of the, the preview coverage for that game that appeared on game mm-hmm. sites, and even some of the reviews of it were like, there's no quests. That's BS. There are quests. There's little heart-shaped things on your map. 
Um, right. All of those things are the same kind of quests that we've always had in MMOs. Go kill 20 of this. Go get 10 of that. Um, right. So as far as that goes, Guild Wars, you know, because it doesn't give you a log, there's no exclamations over people's heads. You do really, it's more about exploring. You run and find those things, even though, you know, once you're like 10, 15 levels in, you sort of know what you're doing. Um, you know that the heart is basically your exclamation point, you know, the heart on your map. Um, right. As far as Star Wars, this is just my personal opinion, and I'm going to say it stating full well that I still subscribe to that game. I thought the questing in Star Wars was sort of terrible. Um, really? I did. I liked well, it. I liked the stories they had to tell, and I liked the Star Wars universe, but every hub, it sort of felt like I was doing the exact same thing. Right. Um, and it didn't feel like I was expanding in any way. So that that's just my personal opinion of Star Wars. To me, that whole game just felt like it could have used another four or five months of polish before they actually released it. Um, well, I, I like the quests over there. You know, I think it's interesting the way they did it. The, what, what really got me mad about Star Wars was when they had me fly to another planet system to right. talk to one guy and then leave there and go to a different one. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I, I wanted easy. to slap my forehead. That's 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 old school, and there's a reason that's old school and doesn't exist anymore. That's you just shouldn't do that. Right. What? Well, you've played all the all of these games, last. What do you think? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I think the some of the criticisms of Star Wars are, are probably valid. I, I like I liked the. Uh, the presentation of the of the quests and the presentation of the game. I wasn't knocked over by the graphics the way I I expected to be, right. and I, I wasn't really knocked over by the novelty of the game. I, I think if you are a fan of of Star Wars, which which I am, uh, you know, there's there's the giggle factor of being able to run around with the lightsaber, and of course there's sort of the the interesting. They they certainly had to do their their homework and a lot of their creative work on the imperial side. And I, I have to say, I, I enjoyed being able to explore that side as well. Uh, Guild Wars, I, I certainly, I guess my criticism of Guild Wars would be they, they touted themselves as, as not doing exactly what Tallow described, which was, you know, go to the guy with the exclamation point above his head and, and go kill 20 of these things and go collect six of those and go, you know, they, they were saying that that is not what they were doing when in fact that it was in fact what they were doing except with a different mm-hmm. symbol over the head. Uh, although the more I got into it, the more I realized how flexible that was. So you could sort of opt in or opt out at your leisure, and I, I kind of liked that flexibility. No, no, there was no real. There was a distinct storyline quest that you sort of had to follow if you wanted to progress in your character's storyline. Uh, but then there were sort of all these ancillary quests where you could just sort of, you know, take them or leave them uh, as you will. And, and the other thing I liked about Guild Wars um, was the exploration aspect of it, which I think was. Absent in vanilla, wow. I guess from what Tallow was saying is it's it's been put in there with this last expansion. I haven't tried right. it myself, but the uh, the exploration for for me is a, is a big part of enjoyment of the game. Is being able to sort of wander uh, and find things on my own, and, and there have, for there to be things to of, of interest to find. And uh, Star Wars seemed a little claustrophobic that way. Guild Wars seems like a, a bit of a bigger world, at least in that respect. Well, Which is. Yeah. Which, oh, is, sorry. which is sort of weird considering that Star Wars, you know, spans the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question. Um, 
you know, Tallow was talking about the quest experience in, in World of Warcraft and, and how there was, ex, you know, you, you needed to explore to fully experience all the quests and stuff. Um, and I know what your opinion of the expansion is last, but with that being said, would that entice you to look at the expansion? I may very well look at the expansion. Um, I guess, I, I mean, I played Warcraft for kind of a long time, and I, I was trying to, I was, I felt like I was getting stuck, at least in a gaming pattern, and I think I was, my own habits were, were sabotaging me personally as a player from the get-go. So, you know, when Star Wars started, what did I do? I created a Lazarian, and he was a, you know, tank-type character, you know, so this is what I'm doing. So I, I, in Guild Wars, I was trying to get away from that and choose a race that I would not typically choose or choose a class that I would not typically choose in, a, in an attempt to sort of get out of my comfort zone and try something new. So, I mean, that's I'm, I'm enjoying that on, in Guild Wars very much. In fact, I've, I've found a class that really appeals to me that I, I haven't played a caster in, God, I don't even know how long. And uh, I'm having a really good time doing it just, just for the sheer enjoyment of the game. I mean, a lot of the enjoyment of these games for me, is through new Outriders. So I don't know that yes. I would have played Warcraft as long as... I, well, I certainly would not have played Warcraft as long as I did, were it not for my guildmates. Uh, I would have left long, long, long ago. Um, so the appeal to me is the company that I keep. It's not just the game itself. I'm enjoying the game tremendously, and it certainly helps to enjoy the game, but you know, it's the fact that my... My uh, my brothers and sisters have been or or were all in the, all of the games that I go to and I can uh, see familiar faces and, and strike up the conversation pretty much right where it left off even if it was three months ago. Right, yeah. And you know that's I think that's a big thing for any MMO is it no matter how good the game is it will never be better than the people you play with. Oh no. yeah. Um, I played EverQuest for about six months and thoroughly enjoyed the game. But I didn't have anybody in there that I clicked with at all, and I ended up quitting. I quit that, moved over to Dark Age of Camelot, and found Nor within like three weeks of joining that game. Um, and you know, Dark Age, Dark Age of Camelot certainly had its problems. I stuck with that game for several years. Then I moved over to WoW. I've been playing WoW off and on now for almost eight years. Um, and I think you know that eight-year mark is a big thing for Blizzard. Uh, with the release of Mists, you know, one thing I'm reading in all the reviews about Mists is that, you know, the Panda theme is not going to bring new people into Blizzard. Um, at this point, it's their fourth expansion. Nothing is going to bring new people into World of Warcraft. Um, it's their fourth expansion. You have to buy the game, which now comes with Burning Crusade. Might even come with Lich King, but then you still have to buy Cataclysm and you have to buy Mists. Once a game gets to that point, it's such an investment that they're not going to bring in new players and unless they switch to something like free-to-play, and they still have 9 million paying subscribers. Right. Um, 9 million paying subscribers is more than the total sales of Guild Wars 2, Star Wars, Rift, Lord of the Rings Online, Dungeons & Dragons Online combined. Oh, probably every other game that's out there combined. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the the MMO market's been 20 to 22 million people, roughly, for about 10 years. And for about eight years of that, Blizzard has commanded half of it. Yeah. Um, there's nothing they can do that's going to bring in more people. Um, well, all, all they can do is bring back people, mm -hmm. but they can't bring in new people. Well, I have to say, Saturday, while we were watching the Alabama game, um, 
there were a ton of commercials for World of Warcraft, specifically Miss. So that was pretty interesting. I mean, it came on almost every commercial break. Right. Uh, yeah. And it was like, ooh, that kind of makes me want to play and they look well, at it. I think Cal probably hit the right chord right there. I mean, if they're at 9 million now and, and two years ago they were at 11 million, they lost 2 million or 3 million people to Star Wars and to yeah. Rift and to Guild Wars 2. And they're simply trying to get those couple of million people back because they've already made the principal investment, as he said. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're not going to bring in anybody even new, but they can hopefully bring some people back. And one of the things they've been doing, um, they added a whole bunch more in this expansion, and they started doing it in the last expansion. Is they're tearing down the lines between servers. Um, with they added real ID, and since then they've added battle tags, so you don't have to share your name with people. Um, but if you group with somebody and they're on a different server. As long as you're not in a capital city, you will see them in the world with you. You can quest with them no matter what server they're on. You can go to dungeons what? with them no matter what server yeah. they're on. You can't trade items um, yet. That may come in the future. But they are slowly tearing down the walls between servers. And partially it's probably to avoid the bad PR of server merges. Um, just in the North American realms, uh, Blizzard has 248 servers for World of Warcraft. Um, the Old Republic has eight. Right. Um, yeah. So the, eventually server merges have to happen, even though there are, I think, that last count, there are 20 realms currently listed as full. Right. Um, but Really? So, so with the real ID, and they're adding more each patch, they're tearing down the walls between servers. You can quest with your friends no matter where they are. I would not be surprised if sometime in the next year, they do cross-server auction houses. It won't be all 248. That would be insane. Um, but cross-server auction houses, I could see cross-server guilds. They're doing wow. They're doing a lot of stuff um, to tear down those walls. So there'll be 248 servers. You can sign into whatever one you want and you know make sure your name is available. Um, but wow. but after that, it's not going to matter. Um, I do that now. My brother has characters on a couple servers. So do I because. You know, you guys know me from WoW. All I ever played was my Hunter. I have, like, 12 active characters right now. Uh, wow, that sounds amazing. And, you know, my brother, we do, like, low-level battlegrounds all the time. We twink ourselves out and then go kill people because we're mean. <laughs> and, you know, he needed a helmet from the Stockades in Stormwind. He was level 19 or whatever on uh, his server. I was 85 at the time on mine. I grouped with him. We went to the Stockades. I killed everything. He looted it. Right. Uh, it's it's awesome. They added uh, transmogrification last year, which allows you to take old gear and make your new gear look like it. So all that old yeah. stuff that you've been sitting in your bank and you're too afraid to get rid of, it's useful again. Um, getting back to mists. It's still Warcraft, so it's still Blizzard's low-polygon, high-concept-type art. Um, I have to say this. The Shrine of the Seven Stars, which is the Alliance city in um, the the Valley of Eternal Blossoms, or Vale of Eternal Blossoms, which is the level 90 zone, um, that building, and it's basically a one-building city, is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in an MMO. Wow. Really? I walked around it, and by the time I got out, I'm like, I have to go back through that again. That was awesome. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a building. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in an MMO. I was actually, like, dumbstruck by it, and that doesn't happen. Really? I thought it was fantastic. Did you take screenshots? I did not. Maybe I'll record oh, a video. 
But I don't. I mean, art art is subjective. Who knows if you'll see it the way I see it? Well, I'd like to see it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just want to touch on it before we, you know, go too long. A couple other things in mists. Um, I know you hate daily quests, Roxy. Oh um, God! I daily quests are entirely optional. You don't have to do them. The gear you get from daily quests is if you decide you don't want to do any raids. Um, raids are easy enough, easier than ever because in 4.3 back in December they added the raid finder, so you can just right. queue up and pug for a raid now. And those raids are easier than going in on normal. As such, the gear you get is a little bit weaker than it would be on normal, but. You queue up for a 25-person raid, it sticks you in the raid, you finish the raid, you get your gear. It's easy. And, you know, back in Burning Crusade, WoW had, you know, 11 million, 10 million, 11 million subscribers. I saw recently a statistic that said less than 4,000 of those people were there to kill Illidan Stormrage, the raid boss at the end of Black Temple. Less than 4,000 people out of 10 million. So now that they've added the raid finder so that any idiot like me can go do a raid <laughs> is fantastic. Um, I just wish that they had added it several years earlier because raiding was one of the things that, you know, when I was around, I didn't do a very good job of leading it. And I don't think that as a whole, because it takes a commitment from people to actually raid, having the raid finder around would have been huge for Nor. All right, well, tell us about the pet battles. Now, you know, a couple of people that I know, I'm not going to name names, Lass, have really, you know, knocked WoW because of the pet battles, calling it Pokemon and things like that. Um, how exactly does that work, and is it fun? Well, first off, it is Pokemon. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to deny that. And when they announced it, I'm like, yeah, that's nice. You finally have something to do with your pets, but that's stupid. Okay. I was wrong. It's fun. Really? Um, yeah. Each pet has a class, like beast, critter, dragonkin, elemental, magic, flying, humanoid. And each one is strong and weak against another class. Um, so, like, if you're just out in the world capturing battle pets, it's not all that interesting. You you see one on your map with the little icon that says you can battle this pet, and you know what class it is, so you stack your team with something else, something strong against it, and you kick its butt and you capture a new pet. Um, I've captured, and I've only done this for maybe two days of my game, you know, two sessions of my gameplay that I go out and do battle pets. Um, I captured, like, 50-something pets. Wow. Well, there's, you can have 500 now, and I had 70. Oh, my so, so there's lots. Uh, well, I love pets. But in when it gets to the PvP, you set your team before you queue. So part of it, there's a little bit of luck aspect in that you hope the person that you're queued against set a team that's, you know, weak against you instead of strong mm -hmm. against you. But that part is luck. Once you get into the PvP one, you know, you're swapping pets back and forth, you're using the different abilities to attack. It's a lot of fun. It's basically it's like a three person chess match or a three unit chess match where all of your units, you know, could be any different piece of on the chessboard. Um, well, that sounds interesting. Can you can you use your pre-existing pets, the ones you already have? Nearly every pet that you currently had in the game is available to use for pet battles. Um, there are a couple that aren't. Uh, I only have one that's not, and it's the Alliance Balloon, which is just a little balloon that flies behind you. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Balloons can't kill things. 
<laughs> so balloon that that one's not available. Every other pet I had in my book is available for pet battles. Gotcha. Well, I tell you what, I know someone that would really enjoy that, and that's Latia. Yeah, but I don't think she's got the expansion. Now I'm gonna say again, it is Pokemon. Um, <laughs> if you've ever played a Pokemon video game, it's essentially what it is. And there are a lot of adults that play those games that you know don't watch the Pokemon cartoons because they're fun little strategy games. Right. Okay. Well, that sounds great. And that's yeah, that's just another thing they added in Mist. It's entirely optional. You don't have to do it. You don't get raid gear for it. Um, you know. Do you get anything for it? It's pretty much self-contained. If you beat somebody, okay. your pets gain XP and go up in level, get more abilities, get stronger, you can fight stronger people. But for the most part, this first iteration of it, there's not a whole lot of reward. Right. Um, out in the world, you get pets, and you collect pets and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's NPC battle trainers you can fight, and I believe when you get them, well, I know when you get them, you get like a bag of goods. Um, you open that, you'll get a couple usable items in it that are specific to pet battles. Um, okay. And then you'll get some vendor trash that you can sell. So there's a little bit of money in it, but that's about it. Well, let me ask you one last question before we move on. Um, you know, Blizzard has really done a good job, and wow, that they do things for the holidays. Um, is that changed? Do they have they changed those, or are they still the same? Do you know? They're the same and different. Um, they do upgrade right. them all for every um, expansion. So Brewfest launched a week after Mist of Pandaria launched. Uh, so Brewfest is all level 90 now. Um, I actually queued for the boss in Brewfest at level 89 and got my butt handed to me. Um, really? Yeah, we all kind of forgot how the fight works. And there's uh-huh. a part where a couple ads spawn and you have to kill them. Or, like, they put barrels on your tank's head and you have yeah. to kill them. We didn't do, we didn't do any of that. So we were doing, we were doing great till like three quarters of the way through the fight and the ad spawned and then we just got destroyed. Uh, That's because you needed a druid. Me. A moonkin. We had, we had a boomkin, actually. Well, what happened? Well, none of us remembered what we were doing. Ah, okay. And that, that's what killed us. They do update the holidays, um, the achievements for the holidays in many cases have gotten a lot simpler. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I know a couple people who've gotten the achievement, uh, a long, what a long, strange trip it's been, which is to get right. the meta achievement for every holiday. Right, but, um, right. I will never get that achievement because there's, <laughs> there's a couple holidays I don't like. Um, for the most part, I don't like the holidays. If there's a boss, I'll queue for the boss and kill the boss. But I don't like doing the holiday stuff. So I'm gotcha. probably not the best person to ask about that. But... They do get updated every year. Things get tweaked. Um, now there's a new continent, so new stuff will be added to the continent for the past holidays. Um, right. Since Mist launched right before Brewfest, a lot of the scenarios currently in the game, and we haven't really talked about scenarios, um, the scenarios currently in the game have um, beer-related themes right now um, that won't be part of the scenario after Brewfest is over. Gotcha. Okay, well... I tell you, I really love the uh, holiday things, and I love the collecting of pets and mounts, and yeah, it sounds really, really exciting. And pets and mounts are shared across your whole account now. Um, What? Yes, I had, on my death night, I had 106 mounts. Now all of my characters have 106 mounts. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. You still have to be the correct level to use them, and you have to train in the correct ability, but... 
um, yeah, they all have access to them. Horde can't use Alliance mounts, and like non-Paladins can't use the Paladin Charger. But for the most part, yeah, all your pets and mounts are shared across your entire account. Um, that kind of thing shouldn't come as like a huge surprise to like a Guild Wars 2 player, where your bank and your mail and all that stuff is shared across your entire account. Gotcha. Well, that's, yeah. What do you say, Lass? Let's go get the expansion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, WoW is getting, is getting old. I mean, December will be its eighth anniversary, and that's, that's a but long time to be number one. But it's kind of like, you know, I was telling Lass this uh, not too long ago, but it's kind of like going home, you know? I agree. Yeah, uh, I, I tell you what, the, the, my motivation for kind of I, I sort of like bird the ships at the shore when when it came to Star Wars and, and uh, Guild Wars because I didn't want to leave myself that door to go back, only because the the members that we were hanging on to at the end of last year at the beginning of this year were really excited about Star Wars and, and Guild Wars coming shortly thereafter, and I I wanted to be where they were and not just sort of rest on my laurels and and relax in the game that I I knew and was very comfortable in and. So my motive was just to sort of follow where the members were going and, and do my best there. So that's I'll, that's why. I'll be entirely honest. That's why I bought Guild Wars, because mm-hmm. there's an active, large Nor branch there. Yeah. So I mean, most of my WoW time I spend playing with my brother. Um, it's the only time we actually talk to each other. Um, <laughs> See, that's nice though. It is. Know? It is. Um, yeah. That's what most of my WoW time is. So if I want to to hang with Nor, I'm probably going to do it in Guild Wars too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I, the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might check out uh, the expansion. I don't know. Jay's told me no, but you know, I, well, like for a I while said, there, I had you know my account. My, I had two accounts for myself: one for Stella, right. one for my daughter. So we had four Warcraft accounts in this house. Wow. So you know, it was getting expensive. You probably had two for yourself because you had too many characters to fit on the one server. Yes. And you know, with with the real ID stuff, I think they would let you transfer those from one account to the other. We actually merged my um, mine and, and and my wife's uh, battle ID account, so that actually all of those characters would be on the same on the same battle ID account or battle net account. Yeah, and I think that you could move them all to one specific WoW license too, and then you'd only have to activate one. Right. You can well, still only have eleven characters. They'd up to per, ser- 11 yeah. per server, but with real ID, you can still group with anybody that you want to do. Sure. Uh, across servers. Man, I tell you, it's, it's oh, I feel like I'm being called home. See, I mean, that's not where I started, but yeah. you know, I've just, had best times there. It's not to say WoW is perfect. Um, there's still things I would like Blizzard to change. They gave us one extra character slot per server so that, you know, there's 11 classes, you can have 11 characters. Um, but the limit is 50 across all servers. I would have liked to see them just get rid of the per server character limit so you can put 50 on one server. Right. Um, although that would be terrible because then I would have 50. <laughs> <laughs> so would Kai. Kai would, he would have 50 and be wanting 100. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would have one of every race in both fact or one of every class in both factions. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's it for Warcraft. All right. Well, well that was pretty thorough. Yeah. And we yeah. touched on a bunch of other topics. So We did. All right, let's move on to some Realm events. Okay. Guild Wars 2 Weekly Vista Night this Thursday. They're doing The Grove at 5.30 Pacific or 8.30 Eastern. Um, Dutch or 
Baroness Sayella says to meet at the Asura Gate in that city. I did the Grove on my second character. That's the mm-hmm. the home city for the I can't Silvari race. That city is a nightmare. <laughs> um, I what? I that city. Oh my, that city is horrible. It is. It's like a maze. Yeah, the, the I other like ones. It. I, I thought it was cool looking, but. Getting around and actually finding all the points, I thought was just a yeah. nightmare, especially compared to Divinity's Landing or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like half of the Grove on my main character, who's a two-weapon warrior guy. Um, so I think I'm actually going to have to log into this event to get the rest of the Grove taken care of, because that place is so easy to get lost in compared to the other cities I've been to. I mean, even Lion's Gate is easier than the Grove. Well, and two. Baroness Sayella and her husband, Baron Burley Dog, she is so knowledgeable about the game. I mean, she knows it like the back of her hand. So, you know, when you go do things with her, I mean, you really get everything, you know. And she has agreed to be our guest next week as we discuss Guild Wars 2 in depth. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And I I told her if she wants, she can bring Burley. He has to do what she says, so. Good. Um, That is the only event I saw on the events forum for this week. If you guys have any events you'd like us to mention, just make sure they're in the events forum tagged with your branch, and we'll go ahead and talk about them. Okay. Do you want to talk about squirings and promotions, Roxy? Sure. Um, It doesn't look like we've got a lot, but on Monday in Star Wars, um, Zayera was promoted tonight by Duke Tundra. Now, for those that don't know, Sierra is related to OJ. That is his sister. So, and she's really sweet and hard worker, so she deserved that promotion big time. I think that being OJ's sister, if you Get guys... Get promotion. If you, no, if you guys <laughs> buy enough stuff, if you guys buy enough stuff from the New Outriders store, we should pay her rent not living near OJ. <laughs> well, she's I don't know about that. OJ's a great he's just a good guy, so I like OJ. I've just been mocking him since I met him. <laughs> and I'm sure he's appreciated that. He gives it back, so yeah. yes he does. Well he's my fellow unicorn lover, so that Not for go. long. No, don't you do that to that to that boy. I'll get you. All right, that's all we have on the agenda for this week. You guys have anything else that you'd like to say? No. Uh, I just want to thank all of our guild members, um, you know, for hanging with us. You know, we're going through a little changes right now, but uh, it's all for the good. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. So everybody have a great week. All right, say your hail noors and we'll sign off. <laughs> hail N O R. Hail Nor. Hail Nor. Hail Nor. <laughs>